it's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Today's episode is brought to you by Flex Fantasy, and they want me to relay a message to you that they have cracked open the game of fantasy football to all. When you sign up for a free account and download the Flex Fantasy app, you can import all your teams from all your leagues across multiple platforms that you play on. Spice up your fantasy playing experience by challenging league mates or strangers off the street to a fantasy matchup no matter how or where they play. And put your money where your mouth is by placing a wager on your head-to-head matchup. It doesn't matter if you are on Yahoo and your opponent is on Sleeper. You can import your teams to Flex Fantasy to face off. You can even make wagers on who you think will win between other challenges besides your own. So sign up for a free account and download the app to try it out at flex.fan. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Oh yeah, I'm smelling green. It's Cashing Friday with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Thank you for tuning in live to our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to catch all of our content. And you can also watch us live on bellyup.tv. When you download the Foxy Network app on a Roku or an LG or a Samsung or any TV device that you possibly have, you can catch us on demand too when you go to Belly Up Sports TV category and stay up to date with the show while you're on the go on your favorite podcast app with a leave us, please, please, please leave us a five-star review. It greatly helps out the show. I'm your host for the evening, Dan Mater, every evening, really. But I got my co-host with me here, Chris Dowhauer, because we're talking about some DFS and our NFL draft picks or draft picks, betting picks of the week. Chris, how you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Talk about five star, about a five star gift that you're giving away with the John Randall jersey. I, am, I think we're a couple of weeks into this month and we have some winners. This or well, we this have to do, we do. I announced some of those winners on social media at Billy Up MDFF show. And what we'll do is I'm trying to post it up here, but it is on our social media accounts, the link. There's two ways to sign up. You can go to flex.fan slash billyupff, and that will get you the Flex Fantasy app. You could take me on in a head-to-head challenge. That is the easiest way to win because it's just facing me. The other way you can win is you join our free DFS contest on DraftKings. Both links are up right now in our pin post, in the comments, and they are up on our YouTube screen as well. So easy ways to get access to it. We had three contestants win last week, two of them from Flex Fantasy, and of course we had our DFS winner as well. Their names went into the raffle that will happen at the end of the month, and the winner 
will receive a John Randall autographed jersey with the NFL top 100 inscribed on it. I don't have it on me tonight because I am away from the studio, but guys, it's going to be a sweet, sweet gift. So make sure you don't miss out on that. And that's what this show, frankly, is all about, about cashing and winning prizes. So we talk about our drafting lineups tonight. We'll have some players that are not necessarily in our lineups, but are good values. Then in the second half of the show, we'll have our lock bets of the week along with my props and our underdog picks. Last week, I went two for one on the lock bets. I hit the underdog pick, and I hit three of four prop bets. So hopefully, you took my advice and won some money, and hopefully, we'll be able to deliver for you guys again this week. Unfortunately, I will put this out there. Chaz Flaherty having some travel issues, so he won't be with us here tonight, but I do believe he will be with us next Friday. So we will get Chaz Flaherty on the show at some point. No worries there. But Chris, let's go ahead and just dive into our drafting lineups. Let's start off with our quarterback positions. Who did you go with with your DFS lineup this week? Yeah, so this week I'm looking for some good value. Looking after last week, you know, the guys that kind of showed out or showed something. I'm with Marcus Mariota playing the Rams this week. I like it. He's $5,600, a guy that you saw using his legs, had double-digit rush attempts. A Rams team that was look, you know, poor at best. Uh, Josh Allen was able to run the ball. The receivers were able to catch the ball. Everybody moved the ball in Buffalo. So I'm going Marcus Mariota for a nice affordable price of $5,600. He's going to run. They have a lot of planned runs for him. That was nice to see along with the scrambles. They're going to have to put up points against the Rams, plain and simple. And I think that game might be closer than a lot of people are expecting. Uh, I went with Derek Carr at $6,200. The Arizona Cardinals, like I said, I know they're a bit banged up on defense, but even when they get players back like J.J. Watt, this could go down as the worst defense in the NFL, and it should be a high-scoring game heading into this matchup. So give me Derek Carr at $6,200 for this week in my DraftKings lineup. Yeah, that was the cat out of the bag, but we kind of you know finish up with some of our tips of guys who didn't make our lineup. So that's one of the guys I had at quarterback. I think okay. Derek Carr is a tremendous value. As you think you kind of pointed out, taking on the Arizona Cardinals, who we just watched Patrick Mahomes, you know, have a, a seven on seven tossing touchdown practice. Um, so I love Derek Carr, I love the value sixty two hundred dollars taking that. Love it. What's your running back one for this week? Yeah, so uh welcome back to the RB one this conversation. Saquon Barkley. I'm gonna Hello. take advantage of while his price is still seventy three hundred dollars. You see other guys kind of you know jump up. We talked We're last shocked. week about talk, we talked about kind of taking advantage of value. Week one, well, week two is still about value. So for me, Saquon Barkley showed you he is indeed back. He is indeed this Giants offense. And the Carolina defense, while it's a pretty good defense, did not stop Nick Chubb, did not stop Kareem Hunt. So Saquon Barkley will be in my lineup, $7,300. And you knew, they knew going into that game what the Browns were going to do offensively, and they still couldn't stop Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, I couldn't believe he was $7,300. It shocked me. I went with Javante Williams at $6,500 as my RB1 this week. Gotta love the matchup against Houston first and foremost. Yes, he's going to share some time with Melvin Gordon, but I like the fact that he was clearly the lead receiving back. Am I expecting 11 receptions? No, of course not. But I am expecting some more holes and some more areas for him to run through, and I am expecting the Denver Broncos to be up late in this game. I think Javante Williams is in for a huge game. He just looks like a tremendously special player. I know he's got to spend some time there with Melvin Gordon, but he he looks like he's going to be elite RB1 before long. 
Yeah, I don't disagree with that. I think it's a tremendous play. I mean, I struggled not making my entire roster Denver team versus Houston this week. Yeah, I think, you ain't you know, lying. Denver, Denver's <laughs> definitely got an axe to grind. Um, and as you saw, the Colts offense with the running back in particular, Jonathan Taylor ran all over them. Naheem Hines was tremendous out of the backfield. John, you know, Jonathan, I mean, Jonathan Williams does both. So, yeah, I love the value there. Who's your RB2 this week? Yeah, so I was looking for some cheap value or guys who are kind of affordable off the radar a little bit for these kind of you know, these types of games or DFS type of tournaments. So I went with Chase Edmonds. I don't think it on the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> uh, the Ravens are kind of a team that's you know notorious for good at stopping the run. However, what they're not so good at is stopping the running back catching the ball out of the backfield. We saw both Brees Hall and Michael Carter have great games out of the backfield catching the ball. Why not Chase Edmonds? I know that the Dolphins' offense line is banged up. Probably going to be more opportunity for Chase Edmonds as a result of that. He's the one guy the game script will not get away from. So Chase Evans for $5,200 is a guy I have my set RB2 this week. I like it. I went with his teammate, Raheem Moster. I actually had my RB2. Look, this is a DFS tournament lineup that we're giving you. We'll give us some value bets as far as like our, our head-to-head guys. But for tournament play, I think I'm probably going to roll out Raheem Moster every single week as my RB2. Why? It only takes one play, and he's definitely the number two behind Chase Edmonds. Edmonds is not a guy who's going to get 20 carries in the game. Oster's going to get worked in. He's going to get his opportunities. It could be a big play from the running game rather than the passing game for the Miami Dolphins this week. $4,400. This is where I go contrarian with a home run hitter at the RB2 spot. Yeah, definitely an interesting play. You know, you didn't see um, – Michael Carter had some success running the ball, and the Ravens and Torrey is a pretty good run-stopping team. But, you know, as you pointed out, Raheem Mostert only takes one big play, and that guy has the speed to do it. Who is your wide receiver one this week in DFS? So, I don't know if everybody was kind of watching the Eagle-Detroit game, but A.J. Brown didn't seem to be covered in my book. So, I looked at Terry McLaurin and I said, well, um, let's see. He's playing Detroit <laughs> at $6,700 or $6,600, uh, a big play guy. And I think he was kind of a little bit underutilized week one in a sense. So, probably I'm Terry McLaurin. Yeah, I would say so. Um, Detroit's one of the, the, the team that played the most man-to-man coverage this past week. 69% of the time they're playing man-to-man. You could kind of see that. That's why A.J. Brown was open all the time. I love Terry McLaurin versus that opportunity. And he's going home to a degree coming from Ohio State, so I'm going Terry McLaurin, $6,700 in my receiver one. I like it. I took my wide receiver one, who is my wide receiver one, in my rankings this week. I took Cooper Cup. Spent all the way up at $9,900 because how could you not against the Atlanta Falcons? He's the only bright spot against the Buffalo Bills. A.J. Terrell, the outside corners, Casey Hayward. They're going to see more Allen Robinson and Ben Skronik. Guess what? Cooper Cup will be wide open all day, every day in the middle of the field. So I'm taking Cooper Cup and I'm paying up at $9,900. Yeah, I love, love Cooper Cup. And I think you make a great point. This is a guy you could basically have in your lineup every time. You probably should have in your lap every time. I'm going a little contrarian, trying to get some advantages here, giving you guys some tips, but absolutely Cooper Cup to me is the number one guy to have in your lap to build around. So who did you go with your wide receiver to? Yeah, so you talked about that Denver-Houston game. Um, one of the values that I saw was Jerry Judy, $5,700. I know yeah. Cortland Sutton's probably going to have a big game. I love Cortland Sutton, but I'm just going to point out something that, you know, we talked about kind of the parallels between Russell Wilson in Seattle and him in Denver, and who's going to kind of you know, be the alpha well, early on last year, Tyler Luckett was the definite alpha in that receiving core. Had 175 yards the second game, had after 125 yards. DK kind of got eased into the lineup while the receiver, as we saw last week, Jerry Judy, was kind of eating because he target monster, a guy who can get open constantly. I love Jerry Judy versus secondary. We saw Michael Pittman have a great game. 
$5,700 on top of that. Jerry Judy is the guy that I have my receiver to this week. KJ Hamler is out. The Denver offense needs to bounce back in a big way. It's going to be a lot consolidated around Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. So I'm with you on that. And I love the value, but I'm get, I continue to pay up at wide receiver. And this is where I go with my combo. I usually always usually try to go with the combo every single week with DFS. Give me Devontae Adams with Derek Carr at $8,600 against the freaking Arizona Cardinals. Bring it on, baby. 17 targets and all. Even if he doesn't, let's say he goes from 17 to 10. I don't really care. Give me Devontae Adams and a Derek Carr combo against the Arizona Cardinals in a shootout game with bad defense. Yeah, you're kind of just jumping into some of the guys that I was giving you as value. Now, Devontae Adams might not sound like a, a tremendous value or a steal, but when you look at Cooper Cup or having a guy that's about $1,000 cheaper who just had coming off 17 targets, Devonta Adams is an outstanding value. I love what you did there. Like you're kind of spending up with the receivers because of the money in the bank guys this, you know, this week. If, they, if week one taught us anything, the top five guys, that's the only people you could trust. Everybody else was eh, a little disappointing there. But who's your wide receiver three? This is usually where you find some more value guys. Well, this is also where you're rubbing off on me because you talked about the combo. So I'm going combo here and I'm going Drake London taking on like the Rams. Um, you know, the Rams, as I alluded to, didn't stop anybody. They didn't stop the slot receivers. McKenzie and Crowder both did well. Gabe Davis did well. Stephon Diggs obviously did well. So why can't Drew Lund- uh, Jake London do well? The guy was leading target receiver for Atlanta Falcons and just basically coming off, you know, major in- or not major injury, but coming off his injury. So he's kind of still getting you know acclimated back into this offense. I'm, lo- I'm loving the value. I'm buying this guy while he's cheap. $200, Drake London is my receiver three this week. And has the and coming off game one as a rookie, still had seven targets last week and was able to capitalize, do a better job than Kyle Pitts. So I like the value there too. This is where I paid down. Now, of course, you have Cooper Cup and Devontae Adams in your lives. You got to start getting a little bit creative. I want Paris Campbell. I think Michael Pittman is legitimately banged up, even though he's going to play. Paris Campbell had the second most snaps and the second most route runs on the team last week. Alec Pierce is going to be out of the game. So all of a sudden, it's starting to shrink as far as the pull size for Matt Ryan to go to. I'm going to go with Paris Campbell hitting a big play here against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, I think Dan's like stealing from my sheet that I was going to share some of the values <laughs> of guys because Paris Campbell is a tremendous value, and I 100% agree with you. You know, this, the Michael Pittman kind of being set back midweek is definitely concerning. Paris Campbell started coming on towards the end of that game last week. He has a clear role as a slot receiver. Paris Campbell has a lot of upside, especially at that value. Here we go. This will be interesting. Where'd you go at the tight end position? Yeah, so talking about value, I watched this guy basically limp on one leg and still score a touchdown, still be the kind of the go-to guy. Zach Ertz will be in the lineup this week, $4,500 the Arizona Cardinals, uh, taking on the Raiders, as you pointed out. Raiders haven't really stopped anybody at the tight end position. I was expected to change this week. We kind of, you know, think Marquise Brown could be well doing well this week, but Zach Ertz pretty much is the other alpha in that passing attack and definitely the red zone preference for Kyler Murray. So Zach Ertz for me, $4,500 is my tight end. He's finally back healthy. He's practiced. He's off the injury report completely. And even last week, we, we, we kind of joked about, I think it was either yesterday's show or the show before, uh, that he limped his way into the end zone because, well, Kyler Murray really only has eyes, especially when there's no DeAndre Hopkins, for Zach Ertz when it comes to the red zone. Mix it in with the fact that Greg Dorch has a tough matchup as a slot corner for, with the Raiders. The only you know Hobbs is the only good corner that they have on that entire team. This could be a big Zach Ertz day with eight plus targets. So look for Zach Ertz to have a good day. I like that value pick. 
I went with my other guy in Logan Thomas. He's my top 12 tight end for me this week. That's right, top 12. The guy played the most snaps on the team at the tight end position in a game in which he was never expected to play and looked decent and got five targets. And now he's going to get the Detroit Lions, where I think nothing else, he should be getting more playing time and separating himself more from John Bates and the rest of the group. He looked pretty good, and he's only $3,400. I think there's a good chance he gets in the end zone here. So this week, I paid up for tight end. This week, I'm paying down for tight end. Give me Logan Thomas here at 3400 Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, it's just kind of like a six degrees of separation. We just talked about Zach Ertz. Uh, Dallas Goddard was tremendous versus Detroit last week. And, you know, despite A.J. Brown basically gobbling up all those targets. And and Carson Wentz coming back into town. Former Eagle was able to use both those guys very effectively. Logan Thomas is one of his favorite targets, obviously. And Logan Thomas was healthy enough to be out there. Wasn't supposed to play, as you alluded to. So if he's out there and healthy... I love Logan Thomas, especially at that price tag. Well, and keep this in mind, too. Nobody's been on Logan Thomas just yet, especially in DFS. So you're looking for contrarian plays. He should be very minimally owned, I would believe, going into this week as well. Let's go to your flex play. Yeah, so at the flex position, I'm looking at a guy that, you know, what remains to be seen if he's definitely going to play or not. But after watching last week, I love the value. I love the matchup. DeAndre Swift is my flex play. Uh, if DeAndre Swift's going to be out there coming up a 30-point performance in DFS last week, you saw the explosiveness. You know, people talked about him not getting the, the touchdowns necessarily as Jamal Williams kind of stealing those. Well, the guy ran really far, really long, and had to come up the field for a breather for a second. Guys helped him score a touchdown. It wasn't a necessarily I'm taking you out because we're inside the you know the one or two yard line. So DeAndre Swift, as long as he's healthy, is going to be a mile off this week. I've heard kind of you know reports saying that he should be, despite kind of him not practicing. So I'm really excited about DeAndre Swift. Yeah, look at the the uh, final reports now. So he did turn in a limited participation in practice today. So that's a decent sign that he will, in fact, be able to go. Everyone's been talking about him being able to go. So I'm not going to be overly concerned about it. If he did have the injury in the second quarter, which is what he said and what's being reported, then you look at the rest of the game and saw he was able to be very effective against a very formidable defensive front in the Philadelphia Eagles. So it kind of alleviates some of your concerns there going up against the Washington Commanders in a game that Detroit is finally favored in. We'll talk about that in our sports betting segment in the second half just, of the show. Just to get real, you know, more into a little bit, but you know, Travis Etienne dropped a touchdown pass. Definitely ha- would have had a bigger game than he did, but cut yes. the foul quite fine. James Robinson was definitely effective coming off a major knee surgery. So it's not like you're worried about these you know, defensive linebackers or this defense stopping the running attack. No, I'm with you. And because of the injury concerns, this is another guy who's a really good player, but probably won't be overwhelmingly owned this particular week because of that as a result, too. So I also like to move from that perspective. My flex play was a running back as well. I went with Jeff Wilson with the San Francisco 49ers at $5,100 against the Seattle Seahawks. There's all this talk about, oh, is it Jordan Mason or Tyrion Davis Price as far as being the backup 
All this talk about the backup. No one's talking about the fact that Jeff Wilson's the starting running back and what his expectations is in a game in which the 49ers have to have and showed you they got to get the running game going and shouldn't be a monsoon. So Jeff Wilson, I like him at $5,100. Keep in mind, when Jeff Wilson gets the starts over the past few years, he seemingly is the only 49ers running back who's allowed to have a three-down roll. He actually gets to catch the ball along with being the starter when he's put in that position. So that's why I really like the value here. Yeah, absolutely. We talked about this you know, on just doing about redraft shows or redraft leagues that you're in, and Jeff Wilson's a tremendous handcuff because of those very reasons. He's one of those guys who can get you that boom game. I had a couple of 30-point performances a couple of years ago when he became that RB1. So tremendous value. And oddly, the guy I thought people would have in our lineup a lot this week, but people are kind of drinking the Kool-Aid. As you talked about the Mason, different rumors, who else could be the other guy. Uh, $5,100, Wilson's a great value. So, yeah, definitely should have him in your lineup again. Okay, last but not least, what is your defensive play? Yeah, so this is a little hard. You know me, I'm not a big spender on defense. Um, is, but this value is tremendous for me. I don't know how I think this game is still going to unfold, but I think it's a good price tank. Cincinnati Bengals, $2,200 taken on a Dallas Cowboy offense that was so mine. future at best. Um, I, you know, I, I kind of talk about this off air. I think Dallas has a chance in this game to kind of surprise some people, but I also am very aware that this is a great price tag for a defense that could just basically make it look really bad in Dallas. Yes, I also have the Cincinnati Bengals. Whenever you can pay $2,200 for a defense that legitimately has upside to go along with it, you play that defense. Will the Cincinnati Bengals defense be largely owned? Yeah, they probably will be close to that 50% mark, but when I'm paying down at $2,200, the defensive position is the one position I don't really care if I'm not super contrarian compared to everybody else because that allows me to fit like a Cooper Cup and a Devontae Adams both in my lineup, which at the end of the day is going to be worth it and balance itself out. Exactly. And it's also not a place that usually you're going to see that you want to miss out. So sometimes having the defense that everybody else has isn't a bad thing because you don't want to kind of underachieve that position either. Totally, totally agree. So, I mean, you went through and you said, hey, I stole a lot of your value plays. Do you have any value plays that we can go to? Or <laughs> Yeah, you tried to just, I think you tried to just, you know, basically go through a lot of them. Um, I thought there was a couple different guys that I you know, thought sprinkled out there that you could definitely consider. One of those guys is Deontay Johnson. I know that people are kind of down on Pittsburgh in general, but we've talked about this, you know, since all offseason going into the last week. Deontay Johnson is the one guy, it doesn't matter if it's Duck Hodges, it's Mitchell Trubisky, it could be, you know, the weatherman. He's going to be targeted majority of the time. He's not going to be running stupid jump sweeps like Chase Claypool. He won't be forgotten about like Pickens. Deontay Johnson will be heavily involved. We saw Hill have a great game last week in that slot position. We saw Waddle have a big play. Why can't Deontay Johnson do something similar versus Patriots secondary as questionable at best? I'll, I will say this. You did steal one of my player values, the quarterback position, because I also had Mariota $5,600. So keep that in mind. But I'm going to give you guys Travis Etienne as my running back value of the week, $5,600. Chris, you already kind of pointed out, alluding to it. He should have had two touchdowns last week. He still played a couple more snaps than James Robinson. This is an even split with Travis Etienne being more of the pass catcher here. They're playing against the Indianapolis Colts, which I expect the Colts to play a little bit better, although I know it's Jacksonville in Jacksonville, and somehow that seems to be the Colts' kryptonite. It's insane to me. But I do expect the, the, the Jaguars to have to throw quite a bit. I mean, look at last week. Trevor Lawrence had to throw the ball 42 times in a game that was pretty close throughout the entirety of the game anyway. 
I expect more of that. Etienne, I think, is a good player, especially in the role that he's in. So give me him at $5,600. He's my extra value play. They didn't quite make my lineup. Well, I'll throw you another one at you, a way you're sticking to that game, because you absolutely agree with you. The passing attack is going to be involved. One of those guys was clearly the alpha in the passing attack was Christian Kirk, and he's only $5,600 oh, yeah. as well. So Christian Kirk yeah. versus a Colts team that's, you know, isn't anybody world beaters. Christian Kirk obviously is a top target in that offense. So I think that's a guy that could be in your lineup this week. It's a great value. I mean, Chris, you can tell me if you agree with this, but I look at Christian Kirk like he is this year's Darnell Mooney. He's the guy who's going to get moved all around. He's the guy who's going to get a head and shoulders, the, the targets for his team. He might not be a true alpha wide receiver compared to the rest of the lineups out there, but he's going to have this safety blanket of targets heading his way every single week. I like the Darnell Mooney comp, but I'll give you something else that I kind of see now. I'm not saying this guy is him necessarily, but he reminds me a lot of Keenan Allen because he's going to be involved. Like St. Brown was towards the end of the season because he could be used all over the field and because he's run such a nice route tree. This guy is like Brandon Cooks was last year, just gets the ball constantly, is going to be getting the ball constantly. So it's one of those safer guys to have in your lineup. Christian Kirk might not deserve the paycheck he got, but fantasy-wise, he's an absolute steal in my book. Yeah, I agree as as value. I do have a steal for you. This is This is a dark shot. This might be a bold prediction. But I think Sterling Shepard might emerge this week. I got him at $4,900. He's my extra value. Didn't quite make my lineup. Wandale Robinson is out. We know Kenny Galladay is not going to be emerging anytime soon. Kadarius Tony looks like he's buried in the doghouse. And I doubt it takes just one week for him to dig his way out. Sterling Shepard's the guy the coaching staff loves. He seems like he's back. Him and Daniel Jones have always had a rapport. He's always been Daniel Jones' favorite wide receiver to begin with. If he's going to be out there and playing and they need to establish something amongst the wide receivers, my bets on Sterling Shepard, I think he could wind up having a sneaky good game in this one. Yeah, I'll throw, a, I mean, if you're really trying to find somebody for really affordable, cheap, and $3,000 only, look at what Richie James did, played over Tony last week, who wasn't injured. So hard to find that could happen again, but it's quite possible. Plays the slot receiver. We talk about this right. a lot. So, I mean, when you look at the kind of the matchup, you've got an opportunity to kind of be heavily involved for $3,000 when you're trying to build a, lot, a super lineup like you have with your Devontae Adams, Cooper Cup. Maybe you can squeeze a Jonathan Taylor or a top-notch running back in with that kind of value. So that's a guy to consider. And this other position, uh, we talked about the Jacksonville. You know, Evan Ingram was very affordable. Though. I know he wouldn't kind of let the world on fire. Did have four targets, you know, last week. Had four catches for 28 yards. But let's not forget why we even know what O.J. Howard is and where he is. Because he had two touchdowns last week for the Tennessee, for those um, Texans versus that Colts defense. So Evan Ingram's not a bad value because he's a guy that could definitely run the seam. And that's where we saw Howard have both those touchdowns. So he's a, a guy that you could you know throw into your kind of tight end position. That's legitimate, too. We are getting a question in here. And, and guys, we encourage questions during every live show, which is Wednesday through Friday. Uh, this is from 4th and Flex Fantasy. I actually know you guys pretty well. You guys are great. So I'm having a problem, though. Trying to figure out who to start. Do I play Tom Brady against the Saints or do I play Carson Wentz against the Lions? I have Tom Brady outside of my top 12 this week. While Carson Wentz is a top 10 quarterback, believe it or not, for this particular week, I am going Carson Wentz over Tom Brady facing the kryptonite that is the Saints and the fact that we don't know who the heck's healthy on Tampa Bay right now. Yeah, in my heart, I want to feel like, you know, Tom Brady's want to go out guns blazing, can't just have New Orleans own him, basically. But I 100% agree, particularly if you're looking for upside in your lineup. Carson Wentz showed you something last week, had the four touchdown passes. Uh, Jalen Hurts isn't necessarily the most accurate guy. It was lighting that defense on fire. I talked about, you know, this team plays a lot of man-to-man. 
Carson Wentz has a lot of explosive players. I might go Carson Wentz this week. Love the questions coming in. Getting back to the DFS side, though, my value tight end of the week is Pat Freermuth at $4,400. He was the second best pass catcher of the Pittsburgh Steelers. I don't think that changes anytime soon. He's one of the best red zone options they have. Trubisky will look his way against the New England Patriots this week. I love him at $4,400. Didn't quite make my lineup because I like Logan Thomas, who's about $800 or $700 less. But Pat Freermuth, a hell of a value at $4,400. Yeah, so this guy might not be the value because I love Pat Vermouth's value as well. But this is a guy that I'm surprised that you didn't have. Uh, Darren Waller, $5,600. We saw Travis Kelsey basically just stop playing by the third quarter because he was putting up Madden numbers. Darren Waller was definitely more involved last week, taking on a questionable, questionable secondary that That's could not true. play that position. So Darren Waller, $5,600. want to take advantage while he's still cheap. Really cheap for a guy who's that freaking talented. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back on the other side, we got our betting picks of the week. We'll have our lock bets, our underdog picks, our parlay, our prop bets, and we'll go through each and every game. So everybody stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Football is back, baby. And our new sponsor, True Classic, wants you to look and feel your best even after a couple of brewskis or going full force on your fantasy football draft. Sure, it's football season, but it's also butt-to-couch season. Luckily, True Classic has the absolute best-fitting clothing a man can buy. Snug in the arms and chest with a little extra space in the torso, their t-shirts are designed to keep you cozy and highlight your best assets no matter what you're up to. So if your special someone is upset that you're watching football all day, at least you can look good doing it. True Classic has already helped over 2 million men find the perfect fit at an affordable price. Our listeners get access to the best deal they offer. For a limited time only, get 25% off with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY at trueclassic.com. Almost all men's t-shirts are designed to look good on skinny models with six-packs, but most of us aren't packing anything but a few beers. Fellas, you are wearing the wrong clothes. True Classic tees taper off towards the bottom, but they fit tighter around the chest and shoulders. It's time to highlight your best attributes with a t-shirt you can always confidently throw on. It's about time to get your fit together, so upgrade your wardrobe with True Classic and get 25% off at trueclassic.com with promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. Free shipping included on purchases over $100. That's 25% off at trueclassic.com with the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY. If there's one bet you should make this football season, it's on True Classic. True Classic, look good, feel good. This is the MD's Fantasy Football Show with Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. Uh, smelling green on this Friday night. And thank you for joining the MD Fantasy Football Show live on our YouTube channel. You can also check us out on bellyup.tv. Or if you want to download the Foxy Network app, you can find us on demand on Roku, LG, Samsung, and several other platforms. Or just stay up to date with the show while you're on the go with our favorite podcast app. And, de- and please give us a five-star review because that greatly helps us out. I'm your host, Dan Mater. Join here, Chris Dalhauer. We just went through our DraftKings lineups, which again, go to at MDFF show. You'll find on there on the comments below under our pinned you know, our pinned posts that you have there up top in the comments, you'll find 
two ways to win our September giveaway, which is a John Randall autographed jersey, NFL Top 100 inscribed. Either go to flex.fan slash bellyupff. You look for the MDFF show. You go into an open contest. I got five of them out there right now actually for you to join. Take me on head-to-head with your sleeper or Yahoo lineup that you've already drafted. If you beat me, your name will go into a raffle at the end of the month to possibly win. Or you can go to our free DFS contest on DraftKings, the MD's DFS contest to be exact. If you win that one, your name will also go into the raffle at the end of the month. We had three winners last week. I want more. And the three winners, by the way, you're allowed to play again because you get more names into the hat, uh, opens up your odds to be able to win, and that's what we're all about. We want to give stuff away, so take advantage here with the MD's Fantasy Football Show. Now that we're into the second half of the show. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down... The likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. We have our bets of the evening. We're going to go through each game. I do want to thank you. Thank you, Fourth and Flex Fantasy. Great voice, man, and keep up the good work. I really, really appreciate that. But let's get into it. So we have our first game of the NFL schedule here coming up on Sunday. It is the Bucks and New Orleans Saints. The Bucks are favored at minus two and a half on the road against New Orleans Saints. Guess what? It's not one of my lock bets of the week, but it was, it was pretty close to it. Give me the Saints at plus two and a half. Give me the Saints outright in this game. I believe they get it done in New Orleans. Yeah, big ball sack by you there. I'm not touching this game. MD Nation knows I kind of sit on the fence with some of the games I don't like, and this is a game that I am definitely not excited to be involved in. I think New Orleans is, you know, has own Tampa Bay as a recent. Uh, Tom Brady definitely struggles with them, but we've seen Tom Brady kind of step up. He has not beat the Saints since he's been a Tampa Bay Buccaneer quarterback. Yeah, well, he did actually have that. Uh, they beat him in the playoffs, so he did have that one when it mattered. He hasn't, he hasn't beat it. Well, yeah, he hasn't been in the regular season. I'm sorry. Yes. yes. Yeah. So he did beat him when it mattered in the playoffs, but you're absolutely right. So that's why I'm kind of curious. You know, Tom Brady can rise to the occasion, but New Orleans has owned him. So it's a game that I agree with you. New Orleans has, you know, going off the trend. New Orleans should be bet in this game, have a good chance to kind of take advantage of that odds, but I'm definitely can worried. He, can he rise to the occasion when Mike Evans on one leg? with Julio Jones on one knee, with Russell Gage on one hamstring, with no Chris Godwin, with a banged-up, pitiful offensive line, what we saw last week against the Dallas Cowboys. Can he really still rise to the occasion? The Saints offense is much better this year. They are, but their defense is where I'm a little question about. But I'll just say all those players and all the things you just named out, he's still more – it sounds like his last two to three years in New England um, actually has probably more talent 
with all those things you talked about in Tampa Bay, but despite all the guys on one leg and there's in, in the offensive line being horrendous, Tom Brady's Tom Brady. We will have to see, but I am taking the Saints outright at plus 120 in that game. Let's move on to the Baltimore Ravens and the Miami Dolphins. This game is in Baltimore. The Ravens are favored at minus three and a half in this game. The Ravens should win, especially with it being in Baltimore, but I am not going to touch the line and I'm not going to take the Ravens at the money line because it's minus 180. So I'm actually going to stay away from this game. I don't know. Do you have any interest in the 44.5 over underline? Maybe the under this game could be ugly. We saw this last year when they see two teams kind of locked hand, locked heads. Um, I know that both offenses have kind of improved, but after kind of watching that New England Miami game last week, I have a feeling it's going to be very similar. The Ravens didn't look so look you know were able to take care of the Jets, but didn't look you know very smooth about it. So I have this game could be very clunky. The blitz could be very hard for Lamar and the Ravens kind of the count. I know they talked about being ready for it this time. I don't know why they would have been ready for it last time. So I'm a little bit worried for the Ravens. I, I agree with you. I'm not touching this game. The Ravens should win, but. We have, for the first time, and I think it's two years, the Detroit Lions are a favorite at home. They're minus one and a half favorites over the Washington Commanders. And I don't really want to burst the Detroit Lions fandom bubble, but I feel like this is almost a guarantee they're going to lose. I'm taking Washington to win this game outright at even money at plus 100. Sorry. Sorry, Detroit. But I don't think you're actually better than this commander's team, especially with the injuries up front with Frank Ring. Now, we don't know exactly how healthy DeAndre Swift is. I just watched commanders beat Jacksonville, and I think that's closer to what the Detroit talent is. I'm going to take the commanders to win this at home. Sorry, Detroit. I know you're actually favorited, but I still don't think that means you're going to win. Yeah, so... The you know, MD Nation will kind of glimpse. I was all excited coming on one of the shows about when I saw that the Washington's playing Detroit. I thought Detroit's definitely going to have a chance to have finally have one of their victories and have an upset victory. And then I found out their favorite. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um, Dan did a good job of kind of swaying me with the idea of like, now that they're favored, what do you think? And I did want to sway, but I'm going to stick to my guns and believe in Dan Campbell. I think that he could kind of, you know, was frustrated with his team. He's tired of kind of being close and wants to win this game. I think Washington is kind of feeling a little full of themselves, particularly their offensive play callers. Um, so I think this is a game could be let, set up for a little bit of letdown. And I'm going to stick with Detroit. I will say this. I'm taking the under in this game. The over-under is at 48 and a half. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Well, let me ask you this, because Washington did show a little good, decent pace last week. Is, you know, Detroit was second in pace last week, and it wasn't because they were trying to come back. And it's kind of seems to be what they're going to be. Partly they want to get trying to come players. back. Well, they also were playing. They were doing it beforehand, though. So they, they talked about neutral rate. What they do were second. They were second in neutral rate. Um, so they were definitely pushing the pace. And that's definitely an intention they kind of wanted to do. You saw that last year with them. So that's the only thing I will caveat. Both teams do have pace. Both teams like to throw the ball. There's a chance you're going to have some points put up in this game. I think it'll be a decent amount, but I don't know if it'll quite be 48. I think it's going to be close to that number. So I'm probably staying away from that number myself. Let's go to a game though that I am taking the upset pick in. Although it's still not my underdog pick, and we haven't gotten to my lock bets yet. Well, actually, no, I, I lied. This is my lock bet. This is one of my outright picks, my outright lock bet of the week. Where's where's the drop, man? I'm I'm losing it here. I'm 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 off the ball. Lock them in. It's a lock. I got all confused. The Carolina Panthers. I have them winning outright. The Giants inexplicably because they beat the Tennessee Titans by pure luck because the Titans handed them the game are the favorites against the Carolina Panthers at minus one and a half. Give, give me, give me the Panthers outright in this game. 
Love it. 100% agree. Look, as you alluded to, the Titans gave that game away, and the Giants are feeling good about themselves. The Carolina Panthers basically played like ass the entire first half of that game, showed some smart had the ball the on top of it. Yeah, and, and it almost kind of came back and you know won that game. So I think when you look at the talent, Cleveland, while they don't have Deshaun Watson, is a much more talented team from top to bottom than the New York Giants are. Don't get confused what you guys saw last. Giants aren't good. Chicago's not good. These defenses are pathetic. I love Carolina this week. Great pick. The Giants are not a good team, guys. Let's not get swept up into the hoopla. That Saquon Barkley put that team on his back. He can't do it every single week and actually will them to a victory. Let's talk about my next. What's my next lock bet of the week? Lock them in. It's a lock. The Cleveland Browns over the New York Jets. I know it's low-hanging fruit, but I can't help myself. The Browns are favored at minus six and a half in Cleveland. Dude, this over-under is at 39 this week. And you know what? I don't think that's wrong. We're going to be looking at a crap low-scoring game. But I do think the Cleveland Browns cover. I don't think the I think the Jets' tops score like 10 points. I think there's a good chance Cleveland scores at least 17, if not more. So I am taking the Browns as my lock bet of the week at minus 6.5. Yeah. Joe Flacco might actually play better than Baker Mayfield did last week. Um, but I still agree with you. The Jets offense and the New York teams in general just aren't going, aren't showing up right now. I think this is a reflection of the coaching staff where so we kind of been pounding on that coaching staff. Finally, hope they get some kind of scrutiny, especially offensively. They have a lot of talent, but they have no clue what they're doing with it. So well, I, and they can't handle physicality. They can't, and they can't handle a pass rush. And uh, I think miles Garrett's going to be a problem for the, whoever is going to be that left tackle because it's not going to be Brown. It's not Becton, whoever they decide to try to throw out there now. Good luck, George Fant. We'll see how great you are. Um, Miles Garrett's going to eat all day, every day. The Cleveland defense is very good, and they are on the ball. So, yes, I like Cleveland to win by the six, six and a half. Now we have my third and final lock bet of the week. Lock them in. It's a lock. Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers outright. They're underdogs at home to the New England Patriots. It's minus two and a half in favor of the Patriots. I don't know what anybody saw last week to make them think the Patriots could be favored in this game. The only narrative you can give me that I will potentially buy into to some degree is the idea that the Steelers had a big win against Cincinnati Bengals. They weren't supposed to win that game and might be you know, flying a little bit lower than they should with emotion. And there's no TJ Watt. I don't care. I watch a Patriot offense that looks like it has no identity, no creativity. I don't know how they're going to put up points against this Pittsburgh Steelers team. So it goes to their favor because the Steelers offense obviously being their weakness. Oh, by the way, wasn't all that impressed with the New England defense either. It's in Pittsburgh. I'm taking Mike Tomlin over Bill Belichick. Give me the Steelers outright at plus 110. Ooh. Yeah, this is another game that I am not touching. I hear everything that you're saying. I didn't like what I saw necessarily from the New England offense either, but I will point out that they're not playing against the same kind of team or the same kind of talent, and that when you look at Pittsburgh, did one same thing that kind of scares offensive line though. What well, was I'll point out the thing that scares me about Brown. the thing that scares me about Pittsburgh. You said you know what what scares you about Pittsburgh? Well, it took five turnovers, and they still couldn't score more than twenty points. So the Pittsburgh offense is nothing right home about. Well, so I'm sorry, 23 eventually was, you know, took them 10 hours. Right. Um, yeah. But yes, <laughs> they, they basically tried everything in their power to give that game away. That offense isn't thing I hope about. This could be a very low scoring game. I'm curious what the under is in that game. And you're talking about the unders. This is a it, game that's got to be very ugly. 40 and a half. 
that's a game that I, I think neither team creative offensively, and just because it could be close, either team you know pull it out. Pittsburgh's winning at home. I'm telling you right now. And that's why I'm locking it in. Let's talk about the next game we have on the schedule here. That's the Indianapolis Colts and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This game missed my lock bet by a hair. It missed my underdog pick by a hair. Because again, I pointed out, Frank Reich has not beaten the Jacksonville Jaguars. 0-4 against Jacksonville. I don't, I, don't, I don't have an explanation for it. I really don't. But right now, the Colts are minus three on the road with a banged-up Pittman who makes it that much easier for the Jaguars to possibly be able to do something, I, I, my heart says stay away from this game, but my brain says take the Jaguars outright because the money line's at plus 150, and until the Colts do it, I'm going to buy the Jaguars and continue to do it. Yeah, I'm going to go against the green, and the Colts are actually going to win versus Jacksonville. They are. I think that they kind of got the games confused on their schedule. They thought that the Houston Jacksonville <laughs> game was last week, so they lost, and then the Houston game will be this week. So well, I think the that's the result. The they played down their competition. This is the whole reason why I didn't have them winning the division in the first place. No, I don't disagree with that, and they definitely have a history of doing so. But I think this is a game that they're definitely going to kind of get – People, I think, are looking for us to be close, and therefore, I think the Colts are actually prepared for it. Which is last week, they thought they were going to, you know, show up and Houston gave them a game. I think this week they're going to actually be prepared. I think what I did like from, you know, some of the things like from the Colts, despite Michael Pittman maybe being banged up, Jalen Taylor's still a monster. Jacksonville's front yeah. force isn't stopping anybody rushing the ball, so the Colts can still dominate the line scores if they choose to do so. This this week could be goes down as a sneaky bet for me. So that, that just throw some shekels on it. The Jaguars are a good value, and the stats kind of are there to back you up, and usually I like that for my bets. How about this game? This game I found very, very intriguing. The Rams, it's at L.A., favored by 10 points over the Atlanta Falcons, and I just feel like the Falcons are getting no respect. That was a good game out of them. Yes, eventually they wound up losing in the second half, and they're not a good team, which is why that winds up happening. But I think what we saw in the Falcons' offense, Arthur Smith has an identity and an idea of how this team's going to run, and I think they're just going to be competitive. Do they win this game? No, I don't think they win this game. But do I think they cover ten? Yeah, I'm taking the Cal. I'm taking the Falcons plus ten in this game. I one thousand percent agree with you. Look, I understand that people just want to be down on Atlanta. They want to be down on Marcus Mariota, etc. But this team almost made the playoffs last year with nothing talent wise. It has significantly improved its talent base this past offseason and looked a lot better versus, as we alluded to, a pretty good New Orleans defense historically. So I look at the Rams defense. They have two or three good players, and they didn't show up last week. Oh, Aaron Donald did, but nobody else did. This is a good matchup for this Atlanta offense. And defensively, we saw Matthew Stafford kind of running for his life. This Atlanta team had Jameis Winston running for his life in that first half until they stopped blitzing on the lie. But they did. Um, so they had the opportunity to actually make Matthew Stafford kind of pay. I know this narrative, you know, that Buffalo didn't to rush anybody. You'll Matthew Stafford by blitzing him. You beat Matthew Stafford by hitting him. So I think there's definitely a chopper chance for Atlantic being this game. I'm not going to say they're going to win outright, but don't be surprised if they do. But I definitely like the bet, Dan. I think that there's no way the Rams are covering by 10 people. I think living off of last year, and this isn't last year, guys. Well, I think people are looking at this like they're going to just like they're going to show up and bounce back this week. And I think to some degree, there, there's definitely some things that are going to look a lot better. I'm not disputing that part of it, but I think people are under undercounting exactly how much better the Atlanta Falcons are, to your point. And they're a competitive team. They might be the Detroit Lions. Maybe they only win three games, but they're going to be in every single game. And when you have a 10-point spread, that's what I'm all about at the end of the day. We're going to win that money. 
Uh, let's move on to a NFC West divisional game. And I'm, I'm as a 49ers fan, I'm in an interesting predicament. We'll get into that in a second. But the 49ers minus nine. So that line's been moving. It, it started off minus nine and a half. It dropped down to minus eight and a half. Now it's at minus nine for the 49ers in San Francisco to beat the Seattle Seahawks. And what I'll just say as a 49ers fan is that there's a part of me as a non-Trey Lance lover, because I actually understand what kind of quarterback he is, unlike everybody else of my fandom seems to be one of drinking the Kool-Aid with me. Uh, if they lose this game, I want to hear chance for Jimmy G. I do. That, that's, that's my heart. That's my heart telling me that. Uh, my brain is kind of in line with my heart. Because I am telling you, take Seattle plus nine. Because this game is not going to be a blowout. Even if San Francisco wins this game like they should, again, it's kind of like the Chicago thing. I feel like I'm repeating myself from last week with, with, with this team. They're going to play not to lose with Trey Lance. Shanahan is going to make things as simple as he possibly can. That does not mean opening up the offense. So if you think they're going to win by double-digit scores, I'm telling you, you're wrong. Seattle's going to keep this within nine points. So I'm taking Seattle plus nine. And as a guy who wants to see Jimmy G because I actually want my team to go to the playoffs, I'm kind of hoping Seattle wins. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I mean, we kind of you know, got tired on last night's show using the word monsoon. But correct me if I'm wrong, Dan. I believe the Chicago Bears scored more points than the 49ers did yeah, in that game. Yeah, it's called 19-10. Uh, <laughs> and with a worse roster in the same conditions. So, yeah. So, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how all of a sudden the 49ers are almost double-digit uh, picks over a Seattle team that upset Denver looked pretty good on national TV. And just to add a little caveat, just for, you know, sadly for 49er fans, this is going to be a huge game or it could be good for 49er fans. 49ers have under Kyle Shanahan have never started off. Oh, and two and made the playoffs. Correct. On the flip side, Seattle every year under Pete Carroll, that they'd started off two and oh, they have made the playoffs. So, Will be very I'm gonna interesting. Throw one more game. in there. Shanahan hasn't made the playoffs without Jimmy Garoppolo's starting quarterback. I'm also just gonna throw that in real quick as the head coach. Just saying. Yeah, I love that. Just, just, um, just, just saying. But just to get back on topic, absolutely. This is I you know I don't do the lock bets on this show, but my lock bet of the week is that there's no way the 49ers are covering that nine point nine half point spread. I like it. Let's talk about the Bengals and the Dallas Cowboys. So this one. I'm probably going to stay away from because I can see both sides of the argument. The Bengals are on the road, but they're favored by minus seven points. And I get why, you know, it's Cooper rush at the quarterback position. Look, I don't think Cooper rush belongs anywhere near an NFL field, frankly. And also that offensive line of the Dallas Cowboys is a real problem. I mean, they got even more injured last week when McGovern goes out. Now you're already shuffling around because of Tyrion Smith. I don't know if Jason Peters is ready to play yet. I don't think he's playing this week. So you had the question about what condition the offensive line is going to be in. Plus, you have Cooper Rush, the quarterback position, and the Bengals can put up points. I mean, it, while they wound up losing last week's game, despite five turnovers, despite all the sacks, they still took that game to overtime. I get it. I'm staying away from this game. I could see it going either way because at the same time, Cincinnati's offensive line <laughs> is so bad and hasn't increased. This Dallas Cowboy defense could keep this game close. Yeah, I think you're hitting the nail on the head. You know, let's not forget, as I talked about Pittsburgh offense being putrid, you know, that offensive line isn't good. They have basically one playmaker, one good running back. A quarterback, I think, is more talented than Cooper Rush. But as I'm trying to allude to, this is a much different situation. Dallas looked good defensively versus Tampa Bay. They checked Tom Brady with all his weapons. 
and defensive pressure was definitely there, and they get turnovers. All the bugaboos for Joe, Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. So this game could be definitely closer than people are expecting it to be. I'm with you. I'm not touching it, but it's a game I think if you're, you know, want to go against the green, throw a couple of checkers in Dallas because this 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 is a little bit of assumption once again for what last year was versus what you kind of saw with your eyes this year so far. By the way, I totally whiffed. My underdog pick of the week is Seattle plus nine. I totally, I totally forgot they are my underdog pick of the week. So I was one and zero last week. I hit my underdog pick. My underdog pick of the week is Seattle plus nine this week. So lock, I said it first though. Lock that in. Yeah, you did. I had on the outline first, but that doesn't matter because I didn't get to say it on the show I first. Know. So you're absolutely correct. <laughs> Let's Just move on. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Uh, let Let's move on here. We got. The Houston Texans, the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are favored at minus 10. And I am, if I'm betting this game, I am going to take the Broncos to cover here at minus 10. Houston played a great game against the Colts. They played over their heads. The Broncos played down their competition last week. This game's back in Denver. I think we're about to see a real bounce back game out of Denver. I do think they covered the 10 point spread. So the one part I'm just going to disagree with you, I don't think Houston played a great game versus the Colts. I think the Colts lost that game. The Colts basically didn't show up the first well, half. They didn't lose the game. They tied the game. They did. Um, and so I, well, yes, thank you for correcting me. Yes. <laughs> so they, the, the Colts figured out a way to tie that game. Um, the Texans, you know, looked okay. You didn't see Damien Pierce do anything special. Davis Mills wasn't the next generational quarterback that everybody's kind of hyped up to be. Uh, Nico Collins didn't have his breakout. So this team in general, eh. And defensively, they're still transitioning. They have some bright spots. But as I alluded to, Jonathan Taylor was able to run all over them. The passing attack in the number one receiver, Michael Pittman, ate all day. So this isn't necessarily a game where we, what we saw from Seattle, where there's a lot of you know emotion going into that game. Denver's got a chance to kind of just put it on Houston, and I expect them to do so. I rarely like double-digit victories, but I think this is one of the good lockbacks. Denver's definitely going to cover this week. I think they're going to own them, and they're going to dominate them. Yeah, they need this chance to bounce back. I got a quick question for you, though. There's a lot There's a lot of talk about Lovey Smith punting the ball in that situation, not going for fourth down. Everyone's saying, you know, the argument is you're Houston. Why not try to go for the win? You're not going to be a good team this week anyway. I was actually, when that play happened, I thought Lovey Smith did the correct thing of like, you are Houston. Why not avoid a loss? Because <laughs> you're going to lose so many. I actually was on board with it, but I seem to be in the minority. Where are you? Should Lovey Smith have gone for it and tried to go for the win in that situation when possibly risk just losing the game by handing the ball to the other team on the other side of the 50? Yeah, so I think that I agree with you. Now, I know that Brian Dable got a lot of glory for going for it and being aggressive, and we've seen other coaches, you know, people like the aggressiveness, of course, when it works. Then when it doesn't, they like to throw it in their faces. But I'm with you. I think this is a Texan team that psyche-wise – needed to kind of start off on a good tone. They, they talked a lot also offseason about being improved. They also talked a lot about not getting blown out in games, including that Colts game where the last two times they matched up, it was 31-3 to and 31 nothing. So I think that's where they kind of were looking for a moral victory, so to speak, and I agree with you that this kind of helped them in a sense And versus a losing a game where you get Matt Ryan the ball early. Um, although with the kicking situation, who knows, because maybe you should have gone for it because lack of shit. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's why he was cut the very next day. Uh, we got the Raiders and the Cardinals. The Raiders are favored at minus five here in Las Vegas this week. The over under 51 and a half, I believe. Yes, it is the second largest over under of the week because the largest over under was the Chargers Chiefs game that just passed. So they're, we could say they're the largest of this weekend if you want to. 51 and a half points for them. So we're expecting a shootout game. 
Do the Ravers, Raiders cover at minus five? Yeah. You won't see me bet on the Raiders very often. The Chargers and the Raiders are two teams that I feel like just kind of burn you. Every time you think you get them, you don't. Um, I like the fight that the Raiders kind of showed last week, but I think Arizona is a wounded animal in a sense. Don't get it twisted. While, you know, Kansas City definitely dominated them. Kansas City had a actually grind, had an all-off-season. Andy Reid had an all-off-season, the game plan for that game. Kyler Murray is going to be able to run around on that defense. They're going to be able to create plays. The pass rush won't be good, but it's not. they're not playing a better, a good off the line they were. In Kansas City, they can actually get home right. versus this line. So this is where I think Arizona could actually give them a game. I wouldn't touch this game. The over, though, I think is pretty interesting because it's definitely a high. This game definitely has potential to be a shootout. No, I agree. And I am taking the Ravers to cover minus five as well. We got a Sunday night game here. That's going to be brutal to watch. Oh, I know I'm supposed to talk off the NFL, but like when you put the Bears and the Packers on Sunday night football, I mean, come on. The Bears haven't been good in forever. Why are they on primetime television? So that's what you got. The Packers are minus 10 point favorites. The over under ready for this. The over under is a whopping 41 and a half. <laughs> I'm taking the Packers to cover. They're another team that needs to bounce back after the embarrassing loss to the Minnesota Vikings. They own the Bears, or more specifically, the Rodgers owns the Bears. Alan Lazar is going to be back and playing, so I think it's going to be a look a little bit better in the passing game in general. And I also expect, and I think this is the big thing, I expect that Packers defense to bounce back from what we saw last week. So, yes, I will take the Packers to cover the minus 10. And you know what? Unfortunately, because it's on primetime television, I'm taking the under at 41 and a half. The under part is interesting because, you know, the way that Aaron Rodgers owns Chicago, he might be able to put up a 30 himself because he's going to be so angry at last might, week. And I still think the Bears only put up 10. So that's why I, I don't. I, I can't argue. That's why I said, that's why I said it's going to be interesting because I can't argue with you strongly. I think it's going to be kind of interesting to see the kind of, kind of approach that. But I love Green Bay in this game. I know they looked horrible last week. I'm not one of those people screeching what you saw last year because they were, you know, laid flat. I laid egg versus New Orleans. They're going to be the same kind of thing. They're going to rip all 13 wins in a row. I'm not saying that, but what I am saying is Aaron Rodgers does own Chicago. Chicago is not good. So I'm going Green Bay, picking Green Bay to win by double digits. Love the bet. We got two Monday night games. We got the Buffalo Bills and the Tennessee Titans. The Buffalo Bills are minus 10 point favorites, which I thought was a little bit steep because the Titans are still a good team here. The value pick is to go with the Titans plus 10 because, again, they're a good team. They had an unfortunate loss against the Giants, which I guess is what this line is built off of. Yes, Buffalo's very, 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 very good. And I don't doubt that they could put up a bunch of points in this game. If I'm going to bet it, I'm probably going to stay away from this game, first and foremost. My main advice is to stay away from this game. But if I am going to bet it, I would bet Tennessee plus 10 because I just think they're getting disrespected in this game. Yeah, I agree with you. Let's not forget they were getting disrespected the last two times this team's matched up. Buffalo was heavily favored in both those games. And guess who won? Tennessee Titans. Um, Derrick Henry is healthy. Guess why they won? Derrick Henry. So there's, as long as he's out there, he had the chance. This team kind of gets written off constantly. We saw that all last year. This team somehow was the top seed despite having you know their seventh, eighth, ninth corner out there. They do smoke and mirrors. Um, Mike Rabel is a great coach. He has somehow he gets his team up for these kind of games. So I would not be surprised if Buffalo could cover, but I'm not betting on any of this. I am looking forward to this next Monday night game. I mean, I'm looking forward to that game, too. That should be a good game. But I'm also looking forward to the second Monday night game, which is the Minnesota Vikings taking on the Philadelphia Eagles in Philadelphia. The Eagles, minus 2.5 favorites. 
The over-under is at 50 and a half points for this game. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings on the road. I, I'm probably betting wise, I'm probably gonna stay away from that game. There are other more sure bets to be able to have here. But if I'm gonna go anywhere, I'm probably gonna take the Minnesota Vikings outright. I think maybe, maybe with Kevin O'Connell, he could be the answer for the Kirk Cousins primetime curse. Yeah, first can there the, can these channels do trades from the some of the TV slots? Because I mean I mean it'd I be great if we could have channel. that Sunday night game. During the Monday time, where we're all going to have two games going at the same time, so I just not care about watching that Chicago Green Bay game. But yeah, Dan, you make a great point. I don't like touching this game either. But if they're going to bet on anybody, you like Minnesota, the kind of like you saw last week. I have a little bit of trepidation because I do think it's a, it's a Philadelphia. The Eagles kind of underperformed offensive and defensive line wise, particular in particular. They don't they aren't you know as bad as they looked in a sense. Um, they can kind of beat up on Minnesota. Minnesota hasn't necessarily improved physicality wise. So it could be an interesting game, but I don't, you know, I don't want to touch this game. I just wish we could watch it on Sunday. <laughs> All right, we got a few minutes left, so we got time to get into our prop bets of the week or my lock prop bets of the week. So, Chris, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong. Javante Williams, twenty point five receiving yards. I'm taking the over at minus one fifteen against the Houston Texans. Yeah, one of the guys who's notorious for having yards after contact. How can he not be on your list and going over? That's a tremendous bet. I love that value. I think it's a steal. Thank you, Vegas. Definitely taking yeah, really. it over. I hit this bet last week, and I am riding it again. David Montgomery, 2.5 receptions over under, minus 110. I took the over last week. I'm taking the over again when Chicago has to come back against the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, despite the fantasy hate, it doesn't matter when it comes to prop betting. So, yes, Dan, once again, you will be right. David Montgomery will continue to be out there and will not be Khalil Herbert revolving the passing attack. The Chicago team will need to throw the ball. They already need to get the you know the running backs involved. David Montgomery over. I love that bet. And I got this one here. Brees Hall over under two and a half receptions himself at even better value at minus 104. We watched Joe Flacco just check it down all day, every day. So my lock prop player prop bet for the week is Brees Hall over two and a half receptions. Yeah, if this is going to be a bet, any Jets running back from you know, the two running top running backs for the rest of the season, and Joe Flacco or Mike White are the quarterbacks, take the at over every time. We saw that all last year. We saw at the beginning of this year. The running backs are going to get checked the ball down no matter what. I love the over. It doesn't matter if he splits Michael Carter or not. This team isn't good. I love that bet. My lock one. And my last lock player prop bet of the week at the best value of the week, Daniel Jones. Over under 0.5 interceptions. So he just has to throw one pick at plus 120 on the over against the Carolina Panthers. I'm taking the over. I think I say he throws at least one interception. Lock it in, Daniel Jones. Yeah, this is another thank you, Vegas. Daniel Jones just arrives at the stadium with an interception or a fumble. So it's, I think it's a guarantee <laughs> to happen. I love the bet. Good, good, another great. We're doing great, and we're going to win you guys some money, so make sure you do that. Hey, check us out on social media at BellyUpMDFM Show. Sunday morning, I'm always available to you guys for your star sick questions. Go to BellyUpFantasySports.com. My rankings are up, up to date. I'll be updating them throughout the weekend as we get injury news. Check it out. Dan Mater on the tab there with the weekly rankings to help kind of help you guys out. We got a little bit of a tweak in the schedule next week, potentially. We should have our regular Monday show, which will be the Sunday Funday recap. I'll recap all the games from Thursday night and Sunday afternoon games. 
Tuesday, though, Tuesday, typically speaking, would be the primetime recap and waiver saviors. We are still going to recap the Sunday night game. We will have the waiver saviors. We will have the heroes and zeros. I don't know, though. I might have to pre-record that episode. I may not have the recap of the two Monday night games on there. I will have notes on social media recapping those games if that winds up being the case. So stay tuned for that. Wednesday, we might be at a special time. It might be 10.30 instead of 10 o'clock on Wednesday when we do the look-ahead Wednesday for week three, the first half week preview. After that, we'll be back on our regular schedule on Thursday and Friday, so no worries there. Check us out on our YouTube channel. Please subscribe to get all of our content. Make sure you check us out on your favorite TV device when you download the Fox D Network app on demand and stay up to date with the show on the go when you download the favorite podcast app and give us a five-star review. Guys, have a great weekend, and I will see you on Monday. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.